This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, the Memphis Grizzlies did it again. Winning on the road for the 13th time this season. Road warriors they are. Uh, especially when you consider the fact they had nine players out due to injury yesterday against the Miami Heat. Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't good offensively, and you're starting next to him, David Roddy, John Conchar, Jacob Gilliard, and Vince Williams Jr. How? How do you beat a Miami Heat team down there? We will talk about it. We'll talk about what it means. We'll talk about how excited or unexcited John Martin is about it. Yesterday he was angry. We'll see where he is today because I'm telling you what. Tuesday. Tuesday, not yesterday, right? They're all, they're all running together because it's so gray outside. You'll have to excuse me. Uh, yes, it was Tuesday. It was two days ago. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is officially the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I should have stayed where I was at initially that he was coming to the NFL. Yep. But then I flopped because the contract stuff went to the other side, said, no, I stayed in Michigan. Would have looked smart if I'd stayed uh where I was originally. We'll talk about what it means for the Chargers and just how successful they can be here with when you pair Harbaugh with Justin Herbert. Um, you're talking about how things run together. The ice and snow was doing that to us last week. Mm. It's gone away, as you've noticed. Yeah. But let me tell you this. The potholes have come out to play. There is basically, have you noticed? There is basically a parking lot. I've parking noticed. lot on 240. There is basically road rock falling from the sky as the roads deteriorate. I, I realize that you know that moisture, everything else was on top of it's a part of that. Um, we got to we, we, we got to get some infrastructure corrected, John. These potholes are uh, uh, they've got people on the on the side of the streets, bro. They're taking cars out left and right. Uh, be alert for that. Yeah. Also, last thing before I hand it over to our leader here, John Martin. Uh, happy birthday. To a radio Hall of Famer, Ron Olson. Can we get a round of applause for that? That dude is a living legend. And happy birthday to a future media streaming Hall of Famer, C.J. Smith. Media streaming Hall of Famer. Little C.J. 10. He is the big double digit. I told him you never go back to single digits, bro. That's it. It only goes downhill from here. That's right. Like you get older and then you die. But he, he feels... We had to have a set, that serious talk. But at 10, though, the world is his oyster. Oh, come on. Yeah. Think about how you felt at 10. You feel like you do, do anything. You'd be the president. When you're at 10, when you you're still 10, believe everything. you feel like you'll never be a teenager. You know, you feel like it's never going to happen. You're like, mm. man, it's so far away. I'm never going to be oh, 13 yeah. or 14. And then you get there and it's like, yeah. Doesn't it? Feels like it's going to be a long time. But it's not. And then as the years go on, they go, fa- they go by faster. They go by so fast. Right. I don't know why I was trying to be so serious with him. I should just let him enjoy it. He could have left death. But, but, I mean, I guess the U.S. life you, you expectancy know, you know, has we gotten have, lower. We have adult conversations in the Jeep on the way to school. Yes. I, and they, I tell you what, they are conversations I cherish. I don't and, know about uh, y'all, but it can get mundane yes. and routine taking your kids to school. But the, it's really those moments you're going to remember. Right. Because those moments are where the growth happens. And after a while, John, what you're right. going to find out, they don't talk to you. Right. When they get 9, 10, 11, 12, it's less and less talking to you because you're not cool anymore. Well, yeah. You're right. not their hero anymore. Right now, my conversations consist of, no, no. Well, that's going to get better. What are you doing? Right. That's you know, going to get better. And then she's like, oh, and doing something that she's obviously it's not It's going to get better for a while. And yeah. then eventually uh, they will. The ebbs and flows. You know how it goes. It gets, it gets, it's good, and then it's bad, and then it's good again, and then it's bad again, and then when they become adults, if you've done a good job, it's 
good again. I hope I'm as close to Chris when he's in his teen years as it appears Brad is to his son. Brad's doing the job I want to do. Right. They look like they're still tight. I want to be like that. My, I would, I would bet the no that how old is Jake? Jake's 15. See? I would bet the no that CJ's going to be playing in the snow with you at 15. I would bet the no on that. Is that how you do it? He wanted to do that. <laughs> you and I have something similar. We have an only child. Right. And I think it will be the same. That's interesting because you're going to have two. Yes, I will have two. So it is a different dynamic. Yeah, maybe so. My kid is out there hugging a but, snowman that's about to melt. He but, needs that. He would write, no big brother, no little. No like, big brother. Right, you're the big brother out there needing but, friends. But here's the issue. So there is CJ. a little bit of a difference. Here's the issue. It's not an issue. That's a good it, point, bro. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's him. He's a We're social. CJ is a very social creature. He wants to have yes. braids. He wants to be on Instagram. He wants you, you to play basketball. You keep bringing this braids thing up. It's well, not it, official. It is, and, I know, and my but it wife is, is. She's really pushing back. It's a thing, though. You know, at ten years old, he wants braids. Sometimes you got to let the young man, man decide what he's going to do with his hair. He's right? going to be I a popular kid in school, right? He plays basketball. You know, he's 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 funny. He's smart. He's going to you know. So is he really going to you know be home and want to hang out with y'all all the time? We'll find no, out. Probably you know? not. But. Again, we got five years to figure that out. Yep. Well, happy birthday to him and to Ron Olson. What'd you get him for his birthday? Anybody else? Uh, sub- what, what am I going to say that for right now? Okay. Oh, you, you don't want to reveal. No, we unfortunately, there, there's actually a longer story that we had to hit. Birthdays today. Birthday party was initially last week we had to postpone yes. at the miniature golf place because of this snow got and it. ice. Got it. And so now, because Fate's out of town next week, this dude doesn't get to celebrate his birthday for like two, three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had to postpone it, then the place is open two, three weeks later. So that will be where the pri- where the, the big presents are. But, you know, you know I'm going to take care of them today. Yeah. Bro, that 10 years went fast. It did. I mean, I... Well, well, I was thinking about when he got here, when we got here, John, he was two. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. You think about... I mean, this that's eight years. that They've flown by. It still feels like yesterday at times, John, we, we, we got yeah. this thing started. Kid was a baby, so it's, it has flown, man. It has flown. Yeah. Appreciate wow. y'all, yeah, putting up with us and, and his growth and our stories. Yeah, about him. well, he, I feel like he's grown up here. And he's awesome. Because sometimes, no you know, you, you, you don't have your child care situation figured out, so you bring him up here, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so I feel like I've watched him grow up, you know, from that 2 to 10. We just skipped babysitter. Yeah. That's what we did. That's right. And so we brought him up here, and now he's old enough where he can stay Actually, home. Actually, Ron Olsen watches him uh, when he comes up here. So, <laughs> happy birthday. Hey, oh, there Ron. are worse places than here, I'll tell you that. That's uh, right. This is a good place. Haven't, we've A lot of 929 folks have had yeah, their uh, sons and, and daughters up here, have we not? Sort of like a, a Over the years, we've a had a lot of the kids in here. I, yeah. I enjoy it. It's, Hawkins it's has had his of, kids on the yeah. radio. Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric son did, used to yeah. be up in here. Yeah, Jake was in here so a good bit, too. It's a tradition, and John, I hope you will carry it on. Oh, we'll see. Don't be a stranger with yeah. Riley and Riley's come up Dom. here once, you know. I mean, she came up here. She was very nervous. She would probably not be so nervous this time. We'll see, though. You Gary know. used to have all three of his there children There you go. In That's here. what I'm saying. It's a tradition. Yep. We're because we're a family. That's Dom. right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big show today. Uh, we're going to be joined by Drew Hill at 1145. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies and and just sort of, you know, hey, where is this Where is this season headed? <sighs> right? It feels like to a championship. Yes, it does. So we'll talk to him about that and more at 1125. Uh, we'll get into sort of the the nitty gritty of the you know the exceptions, the player exceptions that the Grizzlies have. He must I, what I, he expects them to do, if yep. anything, with those. Uh, we'll get an update on Derrick Rose. Uh, is he still with the team? Uh, that would I'd like to know. I mean, it's been a minute, so uh, we will yes. talk to Drew Hill about all that and more at 11:25. Late edition. You will be glad that it's happening. Adam Chernoff is going to join us today at 12:30. You you didn't think we were going to have a championship round with no Adam Turnoff, did you? That's awesome. Yeah, so he's going to join us. I will tell you, no releases this week. Uh, and I think that's probably a testament to the difficulty. Yeah, because I'm feeling real shaky about the yes. Detroit pick. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the way it should work, right? When you get this late in the NFL season, you probably shouldn't have too much conviction over these because all the teams, for the most part, are going to be pretty evenly matched. And if they're not, you're going to have to lay a big number, which Just you have to do with again. San Francisco. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things. So, well, anyway, we'll talk to Adam Turnoff, see if we can uh, get, uh, you know. Fry out the insight. E- exactly. Get the edge. Also, he was in Buffalo for the Kansas City game last weekend. Oh. So we will talk to him about his experience in Buffalo uh, and maybe a little Josh Allen talk uh, at 1230 or so. Then at 125, Jeff Calkins is going to join us. And we'll get us talking about the OGs and Is he in any Hall of Fame yet? Uh, he will be. 
at some somebody's Hall of Fame. I think he's in. in the WKNO Hall of Fame for his run right. there. He'll be sports in that files. Memphis Sports Hall of Fame, I would think, quickly, right? Yeah, You're yeah, absolutely I mean, I think, right. I, but right he, now, he's like on the board. He can't put himself in. Right, yeah, right, he right. can't he, right. put him in, but, but yeah, he'll it, be in. There is no question Of course he will. He's, he's got to retire first, I think, right? Oh, no, you can be active, right? Can you? I don't know. I don't know how that... I mean, it doesn't work like that in sports, right? In in the in the actual sports world. I remember there was initial like to have a media wing because you would have a Lapidus. You're going to eventually have a Jarvis in that thing. You have mm-hmm. Jack Eden, right? Mm-hmm. May already be yeah one or it started. Yep, Calkins will go down in the hall. I like celebrating people while they're living. I'm down with it. Well, I, I, <laughs> that's why we do respect and when yeah. they're not even retired. Yeah, you know, no, like I, when I they're active. That. I get that for sure. An active Hall of Famer. Yeah, that that would be nice. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to. I don't know what the particulars of the uh, of the criteria respect of Hall of Fame inductions are. Uh, so anyway, Jeff Hawkins is going to join us at one twenty five. So that is the show today. Memphis Grizzlies go on the road as a ten and a half, eleven and I think it closed actually bigger because Rozier was ruled in uh, a, a big double digit underdog in Miami on the road. Miami makes their shiny new acquisition with Rozier. This is when they're going to start making a push, right? And the Memphis Grizzlies go down there and... Nine dudes hurt out. Have no players, okay? They have, like, legitimately, okay? I would say legitimately two guaranteed, maybe three NBA players, and they win the game outright as a 11.5, 12-point underdog. They win the game 105-96. to It was yet another... Uh, incredible performance from Vince Williams Jr. 25 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists in 33 minutes. GG chipped in 17 points in 26 <clears throat> minutes. So that I know that I know that We're was coming. Uh Zaire. I mean uh uh Scotty Pippen Jr. I was going to say yeah, yeah. 15 6 and 6 yeah. uh in 24 minutes. So, you know, look, I mean this is probably if if the Grizzlies are going to, you know, and again the the road is long and you're you're mangled, but if the Grizzlies are going to try to make a push here for whatever they're going to try to make a push for, it is now because it's the month before the trade deadline, right? This is the slog of the NBA season, and so if you actually do try, you're going to have an advantage. Like Miami last night, you know, and again the Grizzlies won the game. All credit to the Grizzlies for doing that. Yes. Humiliating for the Miami Heat. Oh my God! What, what what does Pat Riley think of watching that mess? Yes, after he just made the move. Humiliating, because that's I mean Rozier played twenty nine minutes Not off the bench, but he played uh, long. Jimmy Butler played thirty five minutes. Again, they're still they're going to be figuring things out. That's no excuse. I mean, come on. You should be able to get it done against a team. A Grizzlies team's got nine players out due to injury. I'm with you. It's from that Miami side. I, and oh. so, how are you feeling going into tonight's matchup against the Celtics? You're, you know, you, you can't feel like you've gained. You've certainly got to feel like, oh man, you got yeah. you got to back me up here. I mean, this damn, guy, this needs a little Jimmy Butler better. played 48, 30, 30, 40, 38, and thirty five, respectively. This was not some deal where they're like, uh, oh, we're probably just going to take it take it night off because we got the Celtics. Oh no, they had lost three in a row. I'm pretty sure it was. I think it might be up to four in a row now. It's somewhere like that. So yeah. they were in a spot. You're absolutely right, John. It's let's get it turned around now. And make this push. Yes, and they could not. They could not do it against the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, I mean. It's crazy on the road, too. 13-12 now. I mean, there's just. I, I can't explain that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 nuts. And you're beating teams that are good, supposedly good teams that are play, that have got their full roster, in this case, supposed to be upgraded roster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vince Williams Jr., man. That's that's the take, right? I mean, Pretty that, much. It's going to be the take every day we come in here for the most Bro, part. Bro, Jaron was 5 of 21 last night. Yeah. Like, Bam just gives him issues. I was telling uh, some, you know, Jaron's figured out Gobert. We were just talking about it. Like, going to, but Bam, for whatever, Bam still gives him issues defensively. So, you know, when it's, you know, Jaron and, and trying to be efficient, it's hard to do. But back to the point, Jaron not good. Vince Williams Jr. steps up in a way that, what are we talking about here? Where he's leading you? Where he's 5 of 6 from 3? So, you know, I know we've had the conversation Back and forth, you know, and, and, and at that point where, well, this thing, you know, you're not making a push for the play-in. We've had the conversation, where, where's the fun? Man, it's fun watching Vince Williams Jr. have fun playing basketball, but more importantly, developing into what? Could he be a starting three? Could he be just the backup to Marcus Smart going into the next season? Yep. That's, you know, I, I was telling John this morning, in terms of, uh, of pulling something out of this, this year, 
you can for sure say you've reached in there. And because of this opportunity, you know, all these guys down, man, you've pulled Vince Williams Jr. out of the fire. Dude ain't just it, – it's getting to a point, John, we were clear that full-time rotation member, he gets the contract. That was obvious. Now it's like, what can he be? Could he be the three? Yep. Guy going five of six from three that's capable of holding the other team's best player on the perimeter. Yep. It's that part, I will say, I gotta, you know, I, that part's been fun. It's fun watching him develop, get better, and wondering, my gosh, how good could this dude be? Because he just, John, I know it's cliche, but every time out on the floor, that dude is eating and getting better every time out. out. Like each minute, the confidence is growing. And I just think about that as the possible sixth, seventh guy next year next to BC or. John, if the you know Marcus Smart's going to miss games too next season, he's coming in, he's playing a lot, or perhaps he passes him. But the point is, you have found something with that dude, and you're not winning that game at Miami last night if Vince Williams Jr. isn't turning into something special. Yeah, no, I agree with you totally. That, that, that's that's the take. Look, and and we have a lot uh, more games where that's going to be the take. Uh, in the end, uh, I, I I realize that they are playing better basketball than they were prior to December the 19th when Ja returned. But it would have been very difficult not to play better basketball than they were. I mean, they were what? Six and 19. I mean, that's that's bottom feeding. So I don't want to get too carried away, right? I don't want to get too carried away with well, a good week in the NBA, but it's one week. Um, now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we can't still have fun with it, you know? I mean, that's a little different to me because I know – when we, when we came in here on Tuesday, we were having this conversation about the Raptors, right? This is a little different because the Heat are a contending type team. So when you win a game like that, like winning a game like that, I think, yeah. actually does matter because it's a, 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 a team that, in theory, you would maybe one day have to go through if things go your way, right? I mean, you never know. So Vince doing that against the Miami Heat, who mm-hmm. are known as, you know, one of the best teams – consistently every single year, that actually matters. Beating the Raptors on a random Monday night, whatever, I, don't, I don't care about that. Beating the Heat, though, that's something I think you actually can glean something from because that's a, that's a great team, you know? You're, you're saying glean something in terms of trying to, if you're taking that and trying to buy into the, the, this, this yes. idea that the Grizzlies can make a push? Well, not necessarily that, kind of not, fun not necessarily or, that but like, but like wins, wins being Because, again, wins, losses right? for me right now are not – that's not what I'm getting my fun out of. That, more, that's where, that's like where I'm to different. the development side of it, right? Right. That's, that's yes. to me, it's fun watching Vince I, develop I and Gigi Jackson get opportunities. I think there is a little bit of a bonus on the developmental side when you get a win against a team like the Heat. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, I'm saying? Like, confidence level and everything else. It's, a, it's I mean, not the same. All wins are not created equally but, to me in the NBA, right? Like, I don't think a win is a win is a win is a win. Because if you beat the Pistons, who gives a damn? You know, if you beat the Hornets, who gives a damn? I put the Raptors in there because they're offloading everything, right? When you beat a team like the Heat, though, yes, like that's one that you could, I think you can actually put a little stock into from an individual standpoint. Vince Williams putting up 25 on the Raptors, who cares? Vince Williams putting up 25 on the Heat with Jimmy Butler playing 35 minutes, you know? Okay. We're cooking with a little something here, right? It's not like to me you starting to buy into Vince Williams is what it is. Well, that's that's where my focus is. Like I said, like it's just put the. I mean, I, I get that. Yeah, of course, have beat Miami's more fun than you know yeah. a, a Toronto team. I don't. I, I'm not injecting in a fire sale. I'm not trying to inject anything whatsoever into but, the you know, the <clears throat> outcomes of these games. I, I still exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. The wins don't unless you're planning on making a push, right? And you and I aren't there yet. No, need to see more. Okay, yes. uh, we're pretty much in the same spot. But, but I mean, how do you have? But how 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 is this? How is watching Vince not fun? That oh, part is fun. fun. When I when I when I watch Vince watching Williams, Gigi is fun to me. But and, that's, yeah, that, that's it, me. Like, I, I thought he looks like a piece to me. I'll be honest. It, it, it's it, more than just scoring. I realize I don't, and I'm not trying to say that I do speak for a, an entire fan base, but. Sometimes it, it, it's time to sort of update, you know, our jams. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had the same jams, you know, over here for the last, you know, I don't know, as long as I can remember. And what do we do better in in Memphis, in the city of Memphis, than Debo? Yeah, Billy uh, Billy Richmond did it with uh, Nashville Hot Flavor. That's right. He took it, and we made it better. So when the Memphis Grizzlies do what they did last night, we Debo, we take and, and Vince Williams. Does what he did last night, and and do the Memphis Grizzlies not have a game uh, coming up against the Orlando Magic tomorrow? Oh, this is all coming together organically. Oh, interesting. Why don't we just Debo the Magic take their stuff? 
Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies. Is this really their song? Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I, we can't do that, but but I, but, but that see, is really their song. That's that, the Orlando Magic. So I've never heard it. That's until what they today. play after their wins. That is right? very cornball when it goes into the. Bro, what that's say, a Abra fun Kadabra? song. Yeah, that one. That, yeah, I don't like that. That was yeah. very cornball. Was that with the mascot that blows out of his nose? Yeah, the, whatever his name is. Yeah, they yeah. play this after wins. Yes, but turn up. The Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I That's get fun, into it. Bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Williams Jr. I ain't gonna lie to you. Kind of Memphis works better than the Orlando the Magic year. if you're thinking about it. Yeah, like uh, you know, this is not a you know, this is not the actual Memphis Grizzlies that we are seeing right now. So I feel like we could adopt like a temporary jingle. You know what I mean? I, I like the way that came together. Yeah, man. Are I, we gonna shock them like we did the Heat? It's here, right? That's your boy, Ben Carroll. Well, here means usually that's right, bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been an issue. They should play this song if they win. Take it from them. I like that, man. I like the, <laughs> I like the Debo style, and it is so good. Y'all, we, we got to inject all the fun we can, y'all. Got to inject all the fun we can. That's right. That was fun. Make what you can out of it, man. Uh, that's exactly right. All right, we'll come back. Drew Hill's going to join us on the other side. Talk to him about the Memphis Grizzlies, Vince Williams' development, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I'm trying to... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. ESPN. Drew Hill covers the Memphis Grizzlies, or should I say Vince Williams for the Daily Memphian. You know, once upon a time, Drew, and you'll remember this story. Are you in the airport, by the way? No, I'm at uh, Crosstown Concourse. Oh, Can you wow. hear the background noise? Yeah, it's buzzing. They've, uh, it's buzzing uh, on that performance. Bustling. Um, I, I, can, I can try and find some. No, 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 no. I was. I didn't mean it like, oh, it's too loud. I don't want to talk to you. I was just curious as to where you were. Um, I remember a young reporter named Brian Winhorst who sidled up to uh, a young basketball player named LeBron James, and he rode LeBron James' coattails all the way to ESPN. Do you feel like maybe you could get that close to Vince Williams? <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. Vince is a tough guy to figure out. He really is. Um, you'd be surprised at how quiet he is. He's just quiet around his teammates. He's quiet around everybody. Then he gets on the floor, and the guy's just a dog. So, I don't know. Maybe, man. It looks like we're headed in that direction. Vince Williams Jr., he, he's going to be the best player in the NBA pretty soon. Well, like, he, yeah, this rate. you're exactly right. He's on He's on pace. Um, but, you know, it is one of those things where it, when you when you talk about a front office and when you evaluate a front office and, and, and how uh, the, the job they're doing, do they get, do they get double credit for a, a make, a bucket, like Vince Williams drafting him and finding him where they found him? Listen, I mean, this is what the Grizzlies have done repeatedly, okay? I know it's frustrating that Zaire Williams hasn't panned out. I know David Roddy and Jake Moravia weren't hits, but to hit at the rate that they have, picking the type of guys that they have, like Desmond Bain, there was a reason he slipped to 30. People were concerned about the wingspan, you know, the amount of shots he got up at TCU, whatever. Uh, Brandon Clark, same thing. It was the wingspan, helped him slip. But both of those were great college players and pretty, and like analytics darlings, kind of, um, that the Grizzlies picked. And turns out that they were productive NBA players, like right away. And in the case of Desmond Bain, uh, a superstar. And so um, this was the same type of thing, right? Like Vince Williams Jr., he may not have even been drafted, but the Grizzlies wanted him because 
analytically, and he actually had good tools. It just hadn't all been put together yet at the college level at VCU, and he was playing in kind of a different system. And they took a chance on a guy like that um, who mathematically, defensively, had a lot of impact. And here you go. Now he's doing it again in the NBA. Although I will say the fact that it took him this long to figure out that that he's this good uh, does raise an eyebrow. But you know what? He's here now, and that's really all that matters. And I'm sure that his developmental year in the G League really helped. But I want to ask you guys a question because I posed this on Twitter last night. And I'm genuinely curious. Now, this is a very specific category, I should note, right? I am not talking about players like John Morant and, uh, and Jaron Jackson who come in and everybody knows that they're awesome right from the jump, and so they, people are big fans of them straight from the beginning. Um, I'm also not talking about veterans that get traded in and then play well for the Grizzlies. I'm talking about underdog dudes, just dudes who show up and you're automatically like, oh, wow, this guy can really play. Has anybody become this popular for the Grizzlies that you can remember this fast that falls into that category? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, like, like T.A., but, I mean, he was, uh, you know, I, I want to say that took a little time, and he was already an established NBA player by that time. So it was like he kind of came in with plaudits. Right. Like so, when you when you sort of strip all that Not this away, this off the map and this quickly. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. I mean, J- J- well, I was Jason had a song about uh, Mike Henry. We once did a song about Mike Henry. That's how desperate we were. Was that uh, eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, around there. Uh, we p- thought there was something special with him. People love. We Marshawn. weren't the only ones though. People love Marshawn Brooks, but that was only seven games, you know. And right, and that was just offensively. Right. Um, so, so nothing like this, Drew. Yeah, I can't really, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody that would meet all of those criteria. I mean, we're even into like the forced nickname stage now because you got like that's how quick that this has happened, and really. It has not been, like, I know that it's a, it's a big enough sample to really believe, all right, this is what Vince Williams is. Like, this is what you're going to get from him. I believe that now. Um, yep. But he, hasn't, he wasn't in the rotation until the first game in December. So we're talking about a month and a half, really. Like, he wasn't fully in the rotation until the first game in December. And this quickly, he's become this popular to the point where, you know, where Brevin's pushing the Mr. Relevant nickname and, I like the bug a little bit more, which you're starting to hear some people say, mainly Chris Harrington, obviously, which is the reference to Volkswagen bug and also his style of defense. Like, I think that, you know, it is just astounding to me how quickly he has become so popular. Uh, And this is despite the fact that, as I noted, he's not like this blooming personality that gives you great quotes and, hypes up the fan base and that sort of thing. This guy just goes out and competes his ass off every day on the court. And it's just really impressive. And I think uh, credit to him for doing it. What, we know what he is right now, you know, when you, especially when you got nine guys out due to injury like last night. Like, he's, he's leading you right now. What is he, what is he Drew, and, and, and how many different ways can you use him? Let's just let's fast forward it to next year. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, it's a, it's a healthy – a healthy rotation. How high is he in the rotation? I guess I ask you that question. I ask you, could you envision a day where, you know, yeah, sure, Marcus Smart's out. He's hurt next year. You put Vince Williams in. But could you envision a day where this guy is the is the three? And, and frankly, a three on a, on a great contract with everything you're having to give to, to Bain and to, to Jaron and to, to Ja. Where, where does he fit in going forward? I could see him as a starting three. It I feels like could. it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that the Grizz – I think it would just depend on what's out there, right? Like, um, but I, I say that to say, you know, Marcus Smart, obviously, you would view him as a starting player in the NBA, and you would just wonder how it would be received if he was to have to come off the bench because of Vince Absolutely. Williams yep. deserves to be in the starting lineup. Um, and you wonder that, but knowing Marcus, uh, I, I think it – it would be well-received, but I'm not sure. Um, and it, it does make things interesting there, and I do think the Grizzlies still want to see what it looks like. Now, that's that's not to say, you know, who else is out there, you know. is I mean, there's rumors the Nets are going to blow it up. We know the Grizzlies have had interest in Mikhail Bridges right. before. Um, would they still have interest in Mikhail Bridges? I would guess so. Um, but, again, as we're discussing, we might have – 
Mikhail Bridges at FedEx Forum you already. You might have the answer already. <laughs> you know? yep. It's crazy because I was looking up, and I'm writing about this now, I'm in the middle of it, but I was looking up Vince Williams, some of his numbers this morning, and he, in like the last 15 games, so, you know, a decent chunk, mm-hmm. has been one of the very best clutch time players in the entire NBA. Like, uh-huh. he is in the top 10 for clutch time rebounding, and he's with, like, DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> Jokic. Like, it's crazy. It's all centers in him. Sabonis. Like, it's all centers in Vince Williams, which is wild to me. And he's also shooting 67% in clutch time for the wow. Grizzlies. 67% in clutch time over the last 15 games for Memphis. He has been unbelievably good. I don't even think people realize how good he has been late in these games for Memphis. Um, and, it, I mean, last night was the perfect example. Guy's got his hands all over the last two minutes. Memphis is crumbling. They're falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to hit delete on the game story I had written. And there he is. He makes he makes the corner three. He's wide open, but you still got to make it. Uh, he makes the corner three. Good play from Scotty Piven to find him. Um, and then, you know, the, the very next possession, he grabs a big rebound, throws the outlet pass to John Conchar, gets good. another layup, and then hits two free throws. I mean, it's, it, it, that is all you could ask for him uh, and more in those final minutes. And this is somebody that nobody outside of Memphis is paying attention to, probably even still. But it's been spectacular to watch. To me, it's a little bit like... <clears throat> And it's not quite the same because their journeys were just a little bit different. But it's like, can Vince Williams be the Memphis Grizzlies version of, you know, last year's Caleb Martin for the Heat, right? Like, that's the, I feel like that's kind of the role. That's kind of the player, you know, a guy that can come in, you know, obviously they're not going to ask him to score anywhere near what he's doing right now. But it's just like, come in, be efficient, make some shots, rebound, like you said, Maybe give you a couple of games here where you're, you know, you have 15, 17. Like, and Caleb Martin's a guy who, you know, again, before Vince's emerged, like, that's a guy that, like, the Grizzlies were to need. And it's a guy that's helped the Heat get to the NBA Finals in the past. You know, like, you got to have players like that. And I sort of feel like that, if, if, you know, I, in an ideal world, that's kind of what Vince does is he's, he's that, you know, you don't necessarily game plan for it. You don't necessarily, you know, uh, require it, but it's a guy that could come in in a, in a high leverage game and and score double figures for you. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty good comparison, actually. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, look at what the Grizzlies bench did last night. This is what makes it so spectacular that they won. It's like the Heat have Terry Rozier, Kevin Love, Caleb Martin all coming off the bench, and the Grizzlies bench still outscored them with four guys, by the way, that were available to come off the bench, which was really um, pretty cool, and I, I think that you're right. Uh, if he comes back, if Vince fits into this team next year and he's like, uh, I don't know, 10 to 13 point score a game, and he shoots 34% or 33% from three-point land, like, he's automatically an extremely useful player for you because of what he does on the defensive end and what you know you're going to get from him from a rebounding standpoint. So, you know, it doesn't take – it is very easy to envision that he would be able to do that just based on all the stuff he does that is so repeatable, right? The rebounding is repeatable. Yep. Um, the defense is, is repeatable. Now, he's going to get got by some of the best players in the NBA. That's part of your job when you're defending the best guys out there on the floor. But you feel good that he's going to be in the right position and he's going to give good effort and uh, and he brings that every single night. And so that's why you can believe in that. Um, not because he went out and scored 25 uh, against the Heat. He's not going to do that every single night. Uh, he is a, he's a perfectly, uh, what's the word, efficient offensive player. But he's not that, that type of scorer. Uh, but it is good to see him do it every once in a while. Uh, Drew, we've had this question from listeners. Or they've asked us to talk about it, and I'll turn to the expert, turn to you for the, the answer. What, if anything, are they going to do with that disabled player exception they get with job being out? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm glad I'm getting the opportunity to explain this. So there are stipulations on that disabled player exception, right? So 
this isn't this doesn't just mean that they have twelve million dollars to go out and sign whoever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, one, this does not open up a roster spot. So, in order to sign a player with that, you would have to open up a roster spot. You can also trade into it, but again, uh, the stipulations say you have to trade into it for a player that is on the last year of their contract, and that includes like no player option, right? Yep. Um, at the end of the season, so the field there <laughs> automatically is extremely limited, yep, right? Yep. So that makes it very difficult for the Grizzlies to do anything with this. It's more of like a housekeeping thing than anything else. Like, it's just a nice piece to have, um, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to use it because it's very challenging. You don't really want to just let somebody go to open up a roster spot because the only players that you could really just let go to open up a roster spot are players that you need, like Luke Kennard and Xavier Tillman, yeah. right? So... Um, you're not you're not just going to cut one of those dudes so that you can go sign somebody else. You also don't want to use the full amount because you're close to the tax line and you don't want to go over the tax line. Um, so the only scenario in which the Grizzlies use this uh, is when it's 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 closer to like a, a three team trade. It's where they can take on a player with a, a higher contract than whoever they're trading out, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the the and that that player coming back is on the final deal of a contract, uh, and they can be attached to maybe some sort of draft compensation. So, if two teams are doing a deal for star players and they can't make the money match, so Memphis throws a player in, and as a result, Memphis takes on some more money, but they still don't go over the tax line. Um, then they could do that and. As a bonus, they might get a second-round pick or something. So that's why you want to have it, yep. but Got it doesn't it. seem like something that they're necessarily going to use. Big win for your Crimson Tide last night, huh? Yeah, no. I mean, it's been a, it's been not a fun couple of weeks being an Alabama fan, but I will say, so yesterday it started with a five-star wide receiver who's like the highest-rated wide receiver recruit, I think, since Henry Ruggs, uh, not to give you – uh, bad memories, John, but yeah. uh, I think since, since Henry Ruggs to commit to Alabama, and he was very closely between Alabama and Auburn, and uh, when when Nick Saban retired, everybody considered him to be a lock for Auburn, so like an hour before the game yesterday, he recommits to Alabama and cancels his Auburn visit, which was a very big win for Alabama over Auburn, and then Alabama's basketball team beat Auburn. So uh, it was a good day. It was a bad day to be an Auburn Tiger, which is always a good day uh, to be a fan of the Crimson Tide. So, yeah. Great uh, great stuff as always, unless you have one more thing. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you real quick what you think about a new OC. It's hard to get excited about Shane Waldron, right, the Seattle yeah. OC that's come over. Uh, they, I, just feel so, I feel so bad for Alabama fans, man. You know, they, it's like they won like five, six, seven championships in the Look, last Their program time. is falling apart. It's Yeah, it's, it's hard to watch, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Golden State, you know. Yeah, I, you know what? I think uh, I'm. Look, they're not going to be Alabama of old, but they will still be a good program. And I do think Kalen DeBoer is going to be a good coach. I'm curious to see how this first season is going to go, but I do think that that they will eventually figure it out. It's not exactly inspiring to hire sitting head coaches from lower level programs that haven't really one to be your OC or to be your defensive coordinator um, and position coaches. But you know what? Uh, I, I do think I believe in Kalen DeBoer to, to get, get this going in the right direction. And in terms of the bears, you're right. I, I don't think that's necessarily a inspiring Ugh. offensive coordinator hire, but you know what? It's got to be better than Luke Getty. So probably so. I'll take it. Drew, appreciate you as Thank always, you, brother. man. Thanks. Yep, thanks, guys. See yep. you. He is Drew Hill, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. Yeah, look, uh, I think uh, I think you make that trade, right? I mean, I, you don't even get to make that trade, but you say, you know, hey, how many did they win under saving? A lot. I guess six. Five, six, five, six. I mean, you were there Where a lot. Where did you get the other one? Yeah, and LSU is the other one for him. Is it six? Yeah. Is it five? I'm going to look it up right now. I want to be Thank you. six gonna, and then the seventh at LSU. It is. So okay, it is. so six. He's, got seven, he's like Brady. Yeah. Six uh, and yeah. one and one and the other. I mean, six championships, dude, you know, that's crazy. I mean, that's insane that you get to that you got to live that in your lifetime. I mean, you you haven't 
I mean, 85 is what you cling to. No, Bulls. Six oh, okay. and eight years. Thank okay. you very much. But you, but but you only got the one. With the those bulls. rings are put up in the closet, but I still have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for me, like I have never experienced it at all. I mean, none of none of my fan, none of my teams. I'm like Jeff, right? Like none of my teams have ever. My team got there in '03 and have not come close to, you know. And then in in '08, right? Yeah. You know what happened there? So, yeah. I mean, I I, I realize that it's like it's it, probably karma, man, because you troll everybody else and. The, you know, they're those fan bases. It's kind of what you do. It was pretty cruel, man. It was pretty cruel the way that all kind of uh, played out, you know, because the first year I ever, like, became a fan of the Raiders was that year they went in 03, and I was like, damn, this is great. MVP quarterback, you know, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, man. Sick tease. Is it always this easy? Like, it felt good to me. You know, I'm 11, 12 years old. And, and it all just, we know what's happened. I mean, there's a million different things right. that have gone wrong. And, uh, you know, with Memphis basketball, also kind of cruel, right? Because I kind of came in at the at the peak. I, I mean, I just did. I kind of I bought at the top. And not that it's bad right now, but it's just not. Well, it's always been trying to get back. Nearly as good. I mean, it may never be again. I don't know. I mean, like. You were just number 10, dude. Calm down. I'm, well, yeah, but in terms of the year-to-year year success. Raiders right? are dead. Yeah. Golden State's dead. Alabama dynasty dead. Well, yeah. Tiger basketball not dead. It's not dead. It's Lost just not. Lost two, bro. It, yeah. Lost two in a row. But I'm just saying the year to year, thirty win, thirty win, thirty win, elite eight, elite eight, final four, and yeah, sweet sixteen. Yeah. That's never going to happen again. Maybe. Can it continue to control the transfer portal? And well, let's. You don't have to get as many. Yeah. Right, because you want to keep some two two year guys. Guys that are staying a little while, so you're not flipping it. Every I mean, year. I don't, yeah, it's just a lot of work on a head coach, and I'm sure he would tell you the same. Yeah, I don't even think it's like a penny thing. It's just like anybody thing. I mean, who you know, it's very difficult. That's that's an all time run. That just you know that happens. Alabama is not going to have six championships in 15 years. No, but they'll still make the college football playoff. They will. With it being expanded, that's a good thing for them. You know, it's a good thing for them in terms of expectations. Yeah. Lucky for DeBoer, really. Yeah, I mean, just in now a, you fall all the way off, and you're gonna be up out of there pretty quickly. Alabama really has not won it since 2020. That's insane. That's kind of, kind of. I would have thought yeah. they got one more, but I guess Georgia took over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, like that's you know, that's a run that you would always absolutely say, okay, if this is it, like you know, honest to God. If 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 there was a, if there was an, a you know a, a, a maker and a, and a maker descended down and he said, "Son, I am going to offer you this. I will offer you a championship next season, but you will never get another one for the rest of your life." I'd say I take it. I'd say I take it. And that's just one. You know, if he's if he if somebody's if somebody with the power offered me. One championship with the Raiders, a Super Bowl championship next year while I'm on this earth, while my dad is on this earth, and they said, I 100% lock it in because no guarantee you ever get one, you know? That's why I'm like, you know, I don't really I don't really get out the world's smallest violin for Alabama fans. <laughs> our coach our coach gone. You, no, of course not. Six titles, bro. Six titles in the last 15 years, you know? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Your Bulls ain't done a – Damn thing, since Jordan left, I mean, they ain't been relevant at all. They sure, had to come. We LeBron just kept us out. We had a young D Rose. We were we were trying, bro. Yeah, y'all had. And y'all, you can't just say we were irrelevant. No, y'all were had relevant MVP, for that. But I mean, it, it became it became very obvious now. Yes, that y'all were never going to be able right, to climb just, the mountain right, again. You, again, you come in attacking fan bases and just have to back you up a little bit. Yes, it's been downhill since then. Yeah, but we've been relevant. But would you take right now? A ba- one if 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 no, you would say no thanks. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna run it back I mean, here I, with I, Eberflus and I, I I guess I apply that to I got my one in baseball and it's done. Yes, like I'm not even invested anymore because I got the one. Right, but I don't Super Bowls. I don't care. You win one, you're gonna want to get back. It's about building a dynasty. And frankly, the closest thing we probably got to it because you're in college basketball is too hard. Yep, and it's gonna be too hard to match what Cal did. It's still and you don't want to hear this right now. Because it, it doesn't, it feels like you're in a, as Giannato's put it, a holding pattern whenever else. But it's still the Grizzlies, bro. It's still the Grizzlies with that young core. And and sure, winning oh, you one mean locally. Yeah, I'm just saying. In terms of my 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 larger point is, you want dynasty. You want something that's going to yeah. last for a little. One 
one in the NBA and one in the NFL? Like, no, it's not enough. Like you would you're not, talking okay. about for the starred fan base, and 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 that's you, and that's where you're at. And I understand. Everybody understands that. You just want one. That's how we were as Cubs fans. Yeah. But let's be real. What we're trying to build around here, what everybody wants is a dynasty, what Golden State had, what Alabama had. It's continued dominance. Yes. Winning one ain't going to do nothing but whet your appetite. You're going to want more. But you wouldn't take you wouldn't take one Grizzlies uh, NBA I mean, I got Finals one. right now? You wouldn't say, if they said, well, we'll give you Again, one. But the you, al- or, or compete for, to try to build a dynasty? Or, or, yeah, or you just, or you open door number two, which is you have no idea how it's going to play out. You know, Jock could get suspended for having a gun I on mean, Instagram present, Live. I mean, presented make. that way, it sounds stupid to take door B, which is the unknown when I've got yeah. one right in front of me. Yeah. But my point is that you're going to want more. Even that fan that's never won anything, Yep. you win the one. It's NBA and NFL. I'm saying with me, with baseball, I think what you're saying applies. Now, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But with the NFL and NBA, which are more mainstream, what we care about, you're going to want more than the one. Well, I, I would just take the one because there's a good chance you end up with none. That's where I, that's how I feel about it. Like, it's too hard for a team like the Grizzlies, you know? Like, yeah, again, I can't dispute what you're saying because, again, that, it applies to me in baseball. You're, just, you're being, fine, you're being incredibly one, greedy right now. You're being so greedy. And this is one of the seven deadly sins, gluttony. And you're being very gluttonous right now because you want all of it. And I, I just want to take the one, and I just like, like you get to live that. You know what I'm saying? You get to live that with CJ. You get to live because I, I see these tweets, and because I've said this to you, and I want to, I've seen these tweets about how, oh, the Grizz are going to be so good next year, right? People are watching the Grizzlies games. They're gonna, oh, the Grizz, and that's, and that's, and that's, and that's a fair thing to say on paper, you know. But, but have we not learned not to assume anything? It's not assuming. It's you're hoping that you, you have a good reason to believe they're going to be good. Well, we, we do have good reason to believe. And Absolutely. again, s- set aside this, this season and everything that goes into it with the injuries and the perfect storm and John Moran's suspension, yeah. you were just a two seed for two straight years. That's true. That's a good point. It's not like it's and, far-fetched. But then you lose in the first round, right, in the second year. I mean, Understood. Just, but you were you were learning lessons and you were you were growing and that, that right, and, and everything got off track yeah. this year. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And like, that's the hope. It that could you, always be some uh, of, thing. Of, of course it could. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, but you can't sit around and worry about that each day. No, I agree what with that. What you can do very fairly is believe, you know what, this, you with project. this top seven or eight you next year, project. if Steven Adams is healthy, Absolutely. this could look real good. You can project, and I think that's, and it's, and it's, and it's a fine projection. That's what they're projecting, yeah, frankly, I'm just the, saying, the franchise. Like, that's what they're banking on. These things can go south fast. Yeah. You know, like a projection is just a projection. Well, you know, it's yeah, all well, it is. Well, plan to have to make adjustments. A, a plan rarely goes um, as you initially plan. Yeah, like sports are crazy, but, man. Like sports are just, you know... All the things you think are true and should be true. I mean, like here again, core four felt like it was built for a one-off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, built to go against uh, the league, uh, get worn right. and get out. You had a shot. It would be so yep. great. The, the way this thing is built, you're building it yep. right for a run, not just not just for one, Absolutely. but hopefully for a continued stay of right contendership, dominance, yes. whatever it's going to be. That's what you're building it for. And again, you're in good position yep. with what you've hit on in the draft, and maybe you've even added another one, and Vince Williams Jr. But I think ultimately that's that's my hope for the Grizz that, yeah, of course, one, mm-hmm. what it would be for the city and everything else, but that with this and the way you've built it down from the sort of the ground up, youth, everything else, you're hoping for a nice little stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of like a golden stay. Because, like, here's a good example to me. Multiple titles. Imagine, imagine me telling you, okay, in 2011 that Aaron Rodgers is never going to get back here. This is going to be his only Super Bowl. He's never going to get back. You would say, man, you are crazy. You are nuts to say that. He was 26 years old. Say the same thing about Marino. Yeah, like, uh, you know. Marino went early, never went back. Yeah, like you would say, like, uh, there's just no freaking way. Uh, It's his first MVP. There's just no way this guy's not going to have two, three, four, five more chances, right? And he never gets another chance. Never plays from the Super Bowl. And, and, uh, you know, know, that's what I'm saying is, like, we would have been having this conversation on sports radio in 2011 saying, man, you project, what's the number, right? Mm-hmm. Three, four, I don't know. Dude never gets back, you know? So that's what, you know, and that's just one example. And that there are examples of teams that have gotten back and that have fulfilled their destiny and manifest their destiny. But it's just, it's hard, you know? And that's why I say, like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't blame anybody for having hope. That's good. You should have hope. I just, maybe I'm just, I'm so traumatized by things going wrong where it's like, I don't want to, I don't. I think I, that's exactly I, what I would we rather, I would rather you just, surprise me, <laughs> you know, and do it as opposed to me expecting you to do it and then be disappointed, you know. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst kind of a thing with the Grizz. But on paper, 100%. Because now you've got a 
now you've got your sort of like like we talked about the Caleb Martin guy that could come in in a playoff series, hopefully, you know, and give you that defense, give yeah. you that timely scoring, you know, take a little load off the starters. Uh, you have on a freaking uh, a passionate, uh, amazing deal, right? Amazing yeah. team uh, team friendly amazing. deal. Um, freaking amazing. Yeah. So I mean, that's how good the deal is. It is that I just I, I can't help myself. I, I think people probably felt that. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, like that, I think that's just sort of like, that's how I look at team sports, salary caps, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs last season in the Super Bowl became the first team in the salary cap era to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback taking up 12 plus percent of the cap. The only time it's ever happened. And that, and, and I know it's a little different than the NBA because you can go in the luxury tax and all that, but like. It, you know, when you start having to pay guys and contracts come up, and I mean, yeah. you, you have to run a franchise, you have to run an organization. It's just tough, you know. And that's why when you you have that chance to strike, you know, you got to do it, man. You got to do it. Jaron Jackson, two years before he has to get paid again, right? Right. If that, I'm yeah. really only one. Again, one of the big reasons why you need to be good and a contender the next two years so he sees something he likes and wants to remain a part of. Absolutely right. You know, that's that's the, that's the game you're playing. It's going to happen, John. Don't worry about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, does that not, does it not, like when you hear that Aaron Rodgers has not gotten back to the Super Bowl since 2011, I mean, that has No, I, I laugh, actually, when I hear that. Yeah. It's, it's great for me. Yeah. You know, he, <laughs> he also said uh, when he was drafted, not you know, he asked if the how much the 49ers were going to regret it. He said, not as much as they're going to regret not taking me. And then in the playoffs, what's that for, like one in four against the Niners? Yeah. It's something bad. Like, you, you, everything came back around. And he made it this way. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 